Welcome to 94 Through the Games live coverage of Pirate Football Signing Day. I'm your host, Ben Byram, as we await word from our guy on the scene, Philip the Ref Pilkington at the Ward Sports Medicine Building. Pirate head football coach Mike Houston will hold a press conference at around 1.30, introducing all the new commits just in a few moments. But first, a little bit of a shocker earlier today as Houston was reportedly able to notch a 6'1", 297-pound defensive tackle out of West Craven. So that obviously fits the mold of what Coach is trying to build here in terms of the AAC-level size in the trenches. He's always said since he's been here day one, the size needs to be better on the defensive line and the offensive line. That's something he wanted to improve on. Looks like he's doing that. But it was almost like a value package deal with this character in CJ CJ Mims, who is a six foot one, two hundred and ninety-seven pound defensive tackle out of West Craven, as his brother, Chandre Mims has decided he'll be transferring from Charleston Southern to ECU. Chandre, a six-foot, 276-pound defensive lineman who was an all-conference player last year of Charleston Southern, a player who can make an immediate impact here with the Pirates, made an impact against the Pirates earlier in the season when the Charleston Southern Buccaneers came to town, and he was able to get off three pressures on Holton Aylers. Chandre has been credited with 43 pressures over the past 10 games, so obviously something to look forward to there. It's the holidays. They say it's the season of giving, and you get a six foot one, 297-pound defensive tackle to commit with C.J. Mims, and then it's the gift that keeps on giving as his brother Chandre, an all-conference defensive lineman, decides to come on board as well. Pirate head football coach Mike Houston with more on that in just a few moments with his media press conference. Immediately following that, our very own Patrick Johnson, who's on the call with ESPN Plus right now with coverage of ECU signing day, will have an exclusive one-on-one right here on 94 through the game, so do not turn that dial when that press conference is over. In the meantime, taking a look at the big news nationally out of National Signing Day, one of the biggest kind of shockers out of National Signing Day, possibly ever, we can easily say in recent memory, as the number one recruit, a lot of media outlets have this guy tabbed as the number one recruit in the country, and cornerback Travis Hunter, all indications seem to point and all signs seem to point that he was going to Florida State, throws all that out the window, at his little signing day, signing deal, ceremony deal, he had hats from Georgia, Auburn, and Florida State. Everybody thought he may be taking the SEC route or he's taking the Florida State route. He literally picks those up, throws those out of the way, picks up a Jackson State Tigers cap, and declares that he's committing to Jackson State. So obviously that's going to be the first huge recruit for prom time there, Deion Sanders, I guess the number one cornerback in the country, wants to play for the one of the best cornerbacks of all time and make some history. Uh, huge shocker there. Uh, according to Yahoo Sports Pete Thamel on Twitter here, he believes there's a strong feeling that this kind of shocker, this out of nowhere, out of left field deal of Travis Hunter here, came from a significant NIL deal that kind of proved – to kind of push him out of Florida State and sign with prom time over there in Jackson State. And that may shape and mold how recruiting is going to look like in the future with these new NIL deals. Maybe that evens the playing field. Maybe that levels up the playing field. Maybe you're not going to see these SEC-level schools dominate like they once were because they had an advantage when it came to recruiting and getting all the big commits. Now that NIL is in the equation, you got schools like Jackson State who can throw some money their way, and next thing you know, last minute, 
He ain't going to Florida State no more. Travis Hunter is going to Jackson State. So obviously that's the big news of the day. When it comes to sports in general, this Travis Hunter deal, uh, I mean, trended on Twitter. I mean, just the talk of the town right now. And uh, hopefully something that shapes college recruiting moving forward. A couple other kind of recruits that stand out from ECU so far. Obviously, we talked about C.J. Mims and his brother Chandre Mims. Chandre, an FCS All-American player, so not only All-Conference player, but an FCS general. FCS in general getting uh, honors as well. So obviously, that's a huge deal. A couple other names signed by ECU today. Getting pulled up here. Give me a minute. Three-star running back Nemo Squire. Obviously, they need some depth at the running back position. Um, coming into the season and looking at the running back room, um, obviously, this is a young team, a lot of freshmen and sophomores, a lot of guys that have not gotten a lot of playing time, a lot of guys that, be quite honest with you, may not see a lot of playing time. Uh, obviously, Keaton Mitchell and Rajay Harris, um, we can't obviously maybe expect them to stay for a full-fledged four years. I mean, these are guys that have pro aspirations, legitimate pro aspirations. Keaton Mitchell led a ton of statistical categories when it came to FBS football at the running back position, and you'll like to think that that's garnering a lot of eyes when it comes to NFL scouts, and maybe that's a guy that can possibly leave early. And Yes, it sucks to say, but that only means that our program is headed in the right direction. That means that obviously we're doing something right. It's like when it comes back to the Mike Houston deal when he was garnering uh, praise and looks from other schools and with them possibly being their head coach or him being their head coach, yes, it sucks. And if he would have signed, that would have sucked. But that means we're heading in the right direction. We're doing something right. If other schools ain't looking at your head coach and NFL scouts ain't looking at your players, you're probably not a good football team. So three-star running back Nemo Squire makes it official. Uh, he's looking forward to signing with ECU here. Nemo Squire, I believe, is signed – Believe to be a local guy here. Few other recruits, another running back, and Marlon Gunn Jr. out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, who was ranked the 64 best running back nationally. He had offers from some other big schools in Cal, Florida State, Purdue, uh, conference member SMU, uh, TCU, another conference member in Tulane and Virginia. So a guy garnering interest from, from some big schools. Houston able to notch another big running back, and that kind of fits the mold of what Houston wants to do. We've heard since Houston wants to have been here, he wants to, since he's been here, he wants to run the ball. He wants this offense to be focused on the run and primarily run first. And obviously we've seen that. We're seeing that with signing day here and getting these running backs. And we've seen that with his level of play and the style of play that he's done so far here with the Pirates, with Rajay Harrison, Keaton Mitchell, a prime example there. Both guys that have uh, – Really impressed, really have stood among the rest in terms of the American and the other running backs. Uh, guys, like I've said before, have legit pro aspirations at the running back position. All right, my guy Philip Pilkington just gave me word that Mike Houston is walking up to the podium. We'll send it there. <laughs> Well, the Yeezys. My, my players would like those. They're all about them. How's everybody doing? 
All right. This time last year, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're doing something from uh, through Zoom from uh, up in the press box, and now I just left about 300 people over there in Harvey Hall and uh, some kind of a game day set up talking about the signing class, and we're back in here together. So, you know, what a difference a year makes. And we, and we had bowl practice this morning, so it's been a good year. But uh, exciting day, uh, exciting day for Pirate Nation. Uh, we welcome 18 new Pirates uh, with our – the beginning of our signing class. Uh, that's another thing that's probably changing and evolving more and more is just uh, how, how recruiting works at the collegiate level. And uh, But you know, very excited about these young men uh, joining our program. Uh, very excited about where the program is right now, where it's headed. Uh, excited about uh, you know the bowl preparations and uh, the matchup against Boston College. So, uh, you know, lots to talk about today. Let's start with the Dolphins line. Guys. Yeah. Four high school kids, and then also uh, transferring Parker Moore. Maybe start with the high school guys, which I like with that group, and then go forward. Well, I think you know, obviously that that was the emphasis on offense. Uh, it really it's kind of the same as we did uh, my first year here with recruiting all those young defensive linemen uh, that you know, we're watching play right now. We gotta we've got to you know significantly build that room uh, to a higher level to continue to uh, you know ascend as a program and uh yeah i think i think that uh, you look at uh the high school guys uh i'll start with amari allen incredible potential i mean just incredible potential i see a a a, a, a noah henderson type uh ability level and uh and he's you know very raw but uh a big kid he's uh we told him he needed to lose some weight he lost a ton of weight uh, moving around very, very well, extremely athletic. I think he has an incredibly high ceiling. Um, you know, you look at Ethan Lang, uh, Ethan, uh, IMG Academy, so playing, he plays on the national team, so he's playing against, you know, the best players in the country. He was their, uh, I think, starting guard and center this year. I think he started at guard, played a lot at center. Uh, we see him being a college center. Uh, but, uh, you know, just uh, I think he's a guy that he's coming in in January. I think he's a guy that, you know, you never want to put too much on a freshman, but he's a guy that maybe you could see, you know, at least traveling next year, uh, maybe playing a little bit. I think, uh, you know, Jacob Sacra is the other one, very similar to Ethan, played at St. Francis Academy, which is the only the only team to beat IMG this year. Uh, and uh, Jacob is, according to your bunch, 247, the highest rated uh, offensive lineman to ever sign at uh, East Carolina. And then you look at uh, Eli Samples. Uh, out of uh, out of Georgia, and just uh, a young man, very good athlete, played multiple positions for for them. We see him most likely being a tackle for us. Uh, you know, a guy that'll come in, uh, probably look to develop him a little bit more with his body. But I think he's another one that has a a very high ceiling. Uh, and then you you transition, look at the transfer, Parker Moore from West Virginia. You know, here's a guy that uh, played played in all played in ten games in the Big Twelve. Started five, uh, played very, very well uh, from North Carolina, from Charlotte, uh, high school teammate of Ryan Jones, which was a connection for us. Um, family wanted him close to home. Family wanted him in a, in a different kind of environment, different kind of, uh, you know, locker room. And uh, so, you know, excited to get him. I think he'll, you know, contribute immediately. Uh, folks at West Craven excited. Yeah, we are too. Yeah. You know, it's uh, – CJ, we've been recruiting him all along and got to meet Chandre throughout the process. 
Uh, and, of course, Chandre played against us this year. Uh, had a very good game against us. He was all-conference down there at Charleston Southern. He was their best D lineman. Uh, and, you know, when he when he went into the transfer portal, uh, you know, he, he reached out to us. We've been having ongoing conversations. Um, and it was something that, uh, you know, I really wanted to do. You know, he's, he's, he only has one year. So, you know, you say, well, why take a guy that's only got one year? And for me, it's it goes back to a couple things. It goes back to, you know, that family. And mom wanted Chandra uh, close to home. His other offers uh, were distance where she would not be able to see him play, or at least very little. Um, you know, CJ and Chandra wanted to play one more year together. Um, and then just as I got to know Chandra, just high character, work ethic, great motor. He's going to be a good player. He'll help us. I think he'll be a good older, older guy in that room. Um, but I think he's another guy that just fits our culture. So, you know, it wasn't a deal where we had to, you know, CJ was going to sign anyway with us, but it was more of, you know, so I think two things, two separate guys, but it is a pretty neat story to get, uh, you know, two brothers together for a year. Y'all had to hold off some pretty good competition for, for Marlon Gunn. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just excited. Now, so, you know, I, I was talking to him while we were in the middle of practice uh, out there. And just, uh, you know, I flew down to see he and mom on Friday. Uh, he was up here for, um, you know, a game earlier in the season. Uh, and just a guy, again, high character, good size for a back, really good speed. I think he has very high end ability, which is the reason why you had, the, you know, some power fives trying to come in on him late. Uh, but just, you know, really excited to get him. We've got a good running back room right now, but we all know that those guys are not going to, you know, you can't sign a lifetime contract, you know, to stay here forever. So, you know, he's a guy that I think will come in and, and he'll challenge for playing time and he'll be a guy that will contribute and, you know, he'll be, he'll be a really good player for us in time. Coach, do you feel like with the transfer portal where it's at, you might have gotten some high school kids that maybe you might not have had a shot at in the past? Yeah, I mean, I think that they're – I think recruiting is going to change permanently for the foreseeable future. It's, I don't know what it's going to look like. With the name and image likeness stuff, and, you know, you look at Tennessee, uh, every offensive lineman at Tennessee, I think $50,000 a year or something. I mean, when, when you're starting to talk about that kind of money for recruits, um, I, don't, I don't know what it's going to look like. I, mean, I, just, I, wonder, I wonder, there's got to be some regulation somewhere, but um, – I think the transfer piece is going to change how you recruit high schools. Uh, you know, for us, philosophy-wise, I still want to recruit high school kids. Uh, I'm, a, I'm big on recruiting, developing. You know, you get your kind of culture, character guy. Um, but now if, if you recruit a high school kid, now he can leave. And that's, that's another piece with the transfer portal uh, that, uh, you know, if you recruit a transfer, at least they're tied to you. Uh, but I just I think it's going to be a balancing act. Uh, you're going to recruit a little bit of everything. But that's also why I said this is the beginning of this year's class because you'll see us add, add you know, possibly a couple of guys before uh, before January uh, spring semester starts. Uh, I think you'll probably see us add some more in May. So I think this is going to be something that's going to be an ongoing process. Going off that, when you met with recruits, did y'all talk about name, image, like, like the opportunity that BCU to compare them like, hey, here's what maybe Holton did and y'all put that stuff? Well, Holton's got such a good deal going. I don't know what all he's got. So, but uh, I do. I, the one thing I did say about it is I do think this area will be, uh, you know, a place where 
student athletes will benefit maybe more so than some of our peer institutions from name and image likeness uh, because you have such a passionate fan base. This is a college town. You know, there's not a pro sport in, in Greenville. It's, it's ECU football. And so the opportunity is there for a business to, um, you know, to, to endorse, you know, get an endorsement from a, uh, from a student athlete or there's, there's fans that are passionate enough to where, you know, they'll, they'll participate in the name and image likeness stuff. So um, now I, 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 I need our fan base to step up and do that now. So these local businesses do that, but uh, you know, so we did talk about it from that standpoint, but uh, it's not, you know, not to the point where we're talking any kind of figures or anything now. I think Sam's going to get here and get on the training table and get out with big John. He's going to be a big human being. So I, th I think he's, I think he's going to be like some of the guys that uh, we have that have started out in the secondary and they've grown and you see how the body develops, but he has a lot of length. He's extremely athletic. He's very explosive. So uh, I think you take that kind of athlete every day. But no quarterback, I guess, coming right now. Is that sort of talk about the room you have right now and you're happy about it and you can use those spots elsewhere? Or just... Well, man, that, that's it. I mean, I, I, I like the quarterbacks we have in our program right now. Um, uh, I think that we are set for next year. We are set for the foreseeable future. Um, I do think that is a room that you've got to continue keep, to keep your hand on the pulse. Uh, and just make sure because you're, you know, you look at some some teams. I mean, you can be on your third quarterback in a hurry. So you got to make sure you keep depth in that room. But I like our room that we have right now. Personality-wise, uh, Nemo seems to be as good as anybody I've interviewed. Just have you ever kind of encountered a, a ice cooker that's maybe that polished? Well, I think it says a lot about his parents. You know, when he came up here on his visit uh, this summer for camp, uh, I spent a lot of time with his mom and dad. Uh, dad's a minister. Uh, Nemo's a very mature kid. Uh, he's big in the community down there. Uh, I mean, if you go anywhere around Dillon, South Carolina, now they're all Nemo Squire fans. And so um, I think that's that's part of him. That's part of what makes him special. Uh, he's going to be a high character, hard worker, tough guy uh, that has some ability. And uh, I just thought he would be really, really good for that uh, running back room. Any uh, other positions you guys are looking at? You know, I know you all still have targets out there. Yeah. But what, what areas maybe do you still want to grow up? I don't think we're necessarily done at the offensive line. I think we'll continue to look to maybe add uh, another older guy in that room. Um, and I think you'll you'll see us add, uh, you know, probably an older receiver uh, in that room. Um, and you could see us add, uh, you know, the right defensive guy. So I just think that. You know, you're just you're now you're going to take a step back, and you know there's still some guys that have been uh, that we've had here on campus that we're still recruiting that uh, haven't made decisions yet. Uh, and there's you know I, I think once you get past the bowl games, you're going to see another kind of uh, wave of guys in the portal. Speaking of bowl game, um, how has practice been going for that, and uh, what's your remaining schedule like before you guys take off? Well, you know, we practice through final exams, so you know, just you know, there's lots of different thoughts on you know how to do bowl practice. The big thing for me is I, I wanted to make sure that the kids had an opportunity to see their families uh, before Christmas. Uh, just you know, it's growing up, you're always around your parents at Christmas, and you know that's not going to be the case this year. So we practiced up until today, practiced this morning, 
which that was interesting too, trying to do signing day and practice at the same time. But um, and then uh, you know they're off for the next couple of days. You got graduation on Friday, so you lot have, have a lot of families coming into town for that. We have quite a few guys that are that are getting their diplomas, getting their degrees on Friday, and then uh, we'll come back in on Sunday and, and start uh, you know game week, uh, practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, head up to D.C. on Thursday, then practice a couple of days up there before the game. How's the young kids having practice with the extra practices before? Good. You know, the first – that first uh, – you know, we took a little bit of time after the Cincinnati game, and those first practices, you know, that week and a half there to start, um, you know, really the older guys didn't get many reps. Uh, the young guys got a lot of reps. We had a lot of individual time with them. Uh, we hit, did some – periodic, uh, you know, kind of live scrimmages, them running our offense and running our defense. And so uh, I think it was really good to get, uh, you know, get a chance to coach. Uh, some of those guys have been kind of away from their position groups a lot this fall. So it was good to get a chance to coach those guys. And I talked to a lot of them about that, you know, just you need to take advantage of this month. We kind of switched gears starting this week uh, back to a more traditional, you know, they're running Boston College's you know, offense, defense, special teams, and the travel teams get most of the reps. So we're back in that mode now. But I thought there was a lot of good that came out of it. Are there any individual guys? Because you know, basically register, I think, every two freshman outside of the slate, maybe some of the transfers, like, like Troy Lewis, Lockley. Were there any of those guys step up during those early practices? Well, I think, um, I think you saw some of, you know, why you thought – Troy could play here. I thought you saw some of that. I think he needs more development physically, uh, but you saw some of that stuff from a guy like him. I think you know. I think Kerry King, who you know, first half of the season was injured, uh, played just a little bit. Uh, I think he's really come on during this bowl practice, uh, and you know, excited about uh, you know possibilities for him. You know, getting on the field and helping us. Um, you know, you look at uh, you look at young. Uh, Richard Pierce on the offensive line, get a chance to have Shank spend time with him. Um, I think Isaiah Foote, he played some this year, but got, he got a lot of reps uh, during this bowl practice time, really seeing him come on. Now he's looking more and more like a guy that's ready to, to be possibly a starting offensive lineman in this league. Um, you know, some of the young DBs uh, that, uh, you know, trying to see, you know, are they going to be ready to play next year? You know, I, I think that that's uh, – you saw some potential athletically there. So uh, I just think you kind of saw a lot of that. Unfortunately, you know, we really, you know, Pop was really coming on the second half of the season. And, you know, you started thinking that, you know, he's got a chance to, uh, you know, be ready to play in the bowl game, really be a guy that's really ready to play by next year. He tweaked his hamstring and has missed, you know, virtually the entire all, – all the practice. And so that's, that, that's been frustrating. What stands out um, looking at BC? What stands out to you the most and challenge? I think big, physical, strong, uh, very well coached. Um, obviously, the quarterback is, you know, going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the country next year. I think he's projected to be, you know, first, second round draft pick. Um, you know, they're going to ball control, try to ball control us, uh, try to line up and. Um, they're going to try to run up and line up and run over us, and then they're going to play action, seven-man protect, and he's going to throw the ball about 70 yards down the field to that little fast receiver number four. So I, I just think it's going to be a, a tremendous challenge for us defensively to try to, to try to you know get their offense off the field. 
And I think on the other side, you look defensively, they're built to complement that. I think they're number one pass defense in the ACC, number four nationally, big up front. Their kids play really, really hard, uh, really, really aggressive, um, you know, just make you kind of work for everything you get. And that's, you know, kind of that's what you think when you think of what Boston College, you know, a Massachusetts team, that's kind of what you think they would be like. And that's what they are. I think, you know, Coach has done a great job of, you know, kind of his identity and the identity of that region. You know, that's what this team looks like. During a typical game week, you get, what, maybe five days or so to prepare for an opponent. This time you get, I don't know, maybe three weeks or so. Is there, I guess, how does that sort of change what you guys do? And there may be a danger of overloading some kids or how do you kind of, you know, balance that. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's the positive of taking a couple of days off right now. I think uh, the kids kind of need to catch their breath, get away from each other a little bit. Uh, I think the coaching staff needs to catch their breath, get away from each other a little bit. So, uh, and I think also, I think the the one thing that you kind of hinted at right there, we got to be careful we don't try to, try to do too much. Um, certainly, you're, you're going to be able to do some wrinkles and some things that maybe you haven't shown during the regular season or sharpen up on some things, but you got to make sure that you, uh, you, you don't overload the kids with trying to do too much in one game. So uh, I think our game plans are, you know, very solid, you know, as far as we know what uh, kind of what we, we want to try to do. I think we have a good feel for what they are. Um, and now I just think it's, we have a great week of practice next week and be ready to execute at a very high level and, and we're going to play our tails off. Anything else? All right. Thanks a lot. Go Pirates. All right. That was head football coach Mike Houston here on ECU football signing day. One of the big takeaways from that press conference in general is the fact that he heard Pirate fans. Uh, well, I don't know if he necessarily heard Pirate fans, but one big thing he knew he needed to improve on this offense was the offensive line, and you could see that with the recent commits. Uh, just to name a few. Let's send it to Patrick Johnson and Jay Sunor. Hold that thought as they have a wrap-up here on ECU Sign Today, straight off their ESPN Plus broadcast with Mike Houston and a lot more. Here's Patrick Johnson. Go. All right, thanks, Ben. And uh, Jay Sunholder uh, is here. We just got done with uh, the ESPN Plus telecast. Just heard from Coach Houston here on 94.3 The Game Live. Sonny, great to see you again. Yeah, great to be here. Exciting day. So what do you see with this uh, class? We just talked about it for the last little bit on uh, television, but now with our radio audience on our flagship station, what do you see with this group? This is an outstanding class. I mean, you look at the offensive line that's coming in here, five guys. There's a lot of talent led by Parker Moore, the transfer from West Virginia. He's going to be a great player, an immediate impact. Defensive line, I mean, you got the Mims brother, Chandre, CJ coming in. Linebacking core, uh, Zaire Barker. Uh, I mean, the secondary group, Samuel Donka. A fast athletic group over on the offensive side. Really impressed with the wide receiver, Brock Spaulding. I think he's going to make a big impact from the wide receiving group. All right, well, great job, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you more a little later today. Yes, sir. Thanks, Patrick. All right, there he is, Jay Sunhalder, ECU football alum. We've got uh, our guy, Philip the Ref Pilkington, and Chill Phil here. Thanks to them. Great job. And uh, thanks to Ben back in the studio. We're going to have a complete wrap-up of everything today coming your way at 5 o'clock right here on the flagship of the Pirates, 94-3, the game with the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, speaking now for all of our crew, this has been National Signing Day coverage on 94-3, the game, and we'll talk to you at 5.